0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Hey
1: everybody, this is Jonathan Colton. Uh, I'm going to call my friend Ophira Eisenberg right now, see if she's around.
2: Hello? Uh, No, no.
1: Hello? Hello? Uh, Got a little connection problem here, I think. Let me try her again. Probably bad internet.
2: Hello? Uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. ready. No, it's time.
1: Hello? (laughs) It's weird. She's really having trouble with the internet today. Let me try one more time.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: Ophira, I'm trying to play the Ask Me Another song so we can do an Ask Me Another show.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Just let all right. me all right, all just right. let me get all the way through it. I think probably by the end it's really gonna cheer you up and put you in the mood for some Ask Me Another. That that's what theme songs do.
2: <laughs> You're right.
1: Here we go. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Bi-Weekly Showers, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here is your reluctant host, Ophira Eisenberger. Hi. Hi, Ophira.
2: Hi, Jonathan. How are you? You know.
1: (laughs) I know.
2: Uh, I feel like I've been... In the beginning, you're sort of seeing how everything feels, uh, but at this point, I'm like, "Oh, I'm eating like I'm a pregnant woman and drinking like I'm in college."
1: <laughs> Best of both worlds.
2: <laughs> well, what it is is that there's a fatigue, right? There's just a generalized fatigue, and there's yeah. something that I'm coining: Zoom Zap.
1: Zoom Zap. What <laughs> is what is Zoom Zap? When
2: you are zapped by Zoom. <laughs> Your, <laughs> yeah. your energy gets zapped by Zoom.
1: Right. All of your energy goes into a 15-minute Zoom call, <laughs> and that is all you can handle for the day. Yeah, I'm That's familiar right. with this.
2: Oh, ju- and just an aside, my f- four-year-old Lucas, you know, he has nobody to push up against, or interact with other than us and yeah. the and the people on the screen, but in real life. So, you know, he is always pushing back. And sometimes it is just too much, too much of the defiance. So I don't know if this is a good idea or a not good idea, but we created a yes chart.
1: Oh, a yes chart. <laughs> I wanna hear what this is.
2: It's just a chart of 20 squares uh-huh. that says yes, chart. Uh-huh. And every time he agrees, every time he says yes, <laughs> he gets a check mark. <laughs> That's really nice. And then when he reaches 20, you know, well, we'll do something fun. I don't know right, what it right. is yet. I've got I've got a long TBD. way to go. Trust me. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't really get... Uh, so, so far he's been, of course, finding ways around that. He's like, ate a banana. And he was like, I said yes to eating a banana. I'm like, no, 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 that's not... No, no, no. It's not just
1: anytime you do anything that you want to do. It's when you say the yes to something that you don't want to do. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, the charts charts are very helpful. We used to do a thing with our kids. We had such trouble getting them ready for school in the morning. Yes. And it was always like this screaming thing. It's like, ah, where are your shoes? Get your shoes. Uh, You know, and we finally did this thing where you make a chart of like all the things that need to be done before you leave for school. And then when they're not doing it, you just point to the chart and you're like, it's not me, man. I'm not telling you to get your shoes. Like it's the, the chart, chart, the chart says to get your shoes, so we have to do it. I'm sorry. And they're like, "Oh, okay." And somehow, because it's not coming from you, they they will accept the authority of a piece of paper, but they won't accept the authority of a parent.
2: I well, you know, the the kid in two days has six yeses.
1: That's a lot of yeses. For that's a, kid.
2: a lot of yeses. And I said it's a good start. And so now he he just keeps saying six yeses is a good start, right, mom? Six yeses <laughs> is a good start, right, mom? I'm like that's a good start. <laughs>
1: And speaking of, speaking of good starts, why don't we uh, have a good start of our own? I of say the show. yes. I, mean, yeah. I say yes
2: and to you. Yes Jonathan, and. That's you know another what? yes. Yeah, now yes that's and. seven yeses. That's another yes. <laughs> that's right. We're, it's a collective <laughs> chart. It's a collective chart. Yeah. So we have a stack show this week from HBO's Watchmen and the Amazon series Homecoming. We're joined by actor Hung Chow. And in the latest installment of our series, quarantine couples sharing one mic we check in with superstores nico santos and survivors zeke smith but first we have some friends of mine and yours late night with seth myers writer and performer jenny hagel and daily show writer and host of klepper jordan klepper let's do it And as promised, joining us right now, we have Jordan Klepper and Jenny Hagel. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing great,
3: as well as you can be right now, right? Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: So who
2: are who, who are you quarantining with, Jenny?
3: Uh, I'm quarantining with my partner, Liz, and my son, who is six. My Liz has a very grown-up lady job, so she goes into <laughs> one room all day and does Zoom calls where she says things like... She says businessy phrases. <laughs> like, like um, well, we'll have to see if the juice is worth the squeeze. And, um, <laughs> and that's not what I'm solving for. And um, oh, wow. Uh, what, what was the other thing she I mean, she says things that I've just never, it's like a side of her I've never seen before. <laughs>
1: Are you having that thing where you're like, who, who are you? Like, is that a little,
3: it's like really impressive though, because it's like very, like she's like very confident and she uses these business lady terms and she uses them so like casually. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's kind of neat to see your partner do what they do because you hear about it, but it's kind of neat to watch your partner excel at what they do.
2: Yeah. Jordan, who are you? Who are you uh, living with right now? I am
4: quarantining with my wife right now. Um, I, I like that Jenny is like, it's nice to see, your partner day in and day out and see what they excel at. And that is not the experience my wife and I are having. Uh, not, we, are, we are watching each other disintegrate in front of each other's very eyes. What's happening? It feels like when I've talked to friends of mine who have been married... Like, last week was the week that, like, a lot of the initial explosions took place of, like, yelling at people for, like, you're closing the door too loudly. My wife thinks my voice is just too loud and not, like, an incidence of it being loud once, but, like,
1: (laughs) it's just too
4: loud. And so we had to like, I don't think you fully mean that, but I think you also do because you've been in a room with me for the last month and a half. Yeah. but we're better at cooking. I think that's the one thing. We now know how to cook. <laughs>
2: uh, you guys, you guys want to play a game? Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited about this game. Okay. So first of all, you are going to be competing in this game. So we're going to go back and forth. Uh, this is an audio quiz about famous movie quotes. We're going to play the dialogue that comes right before a very famous movie quote. Mm-hmm. And you just have to jump in uh, with the quote. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, and if you don't know it, just make something up, and it's possible you will still get credit. All right, Jenny, this one's for you. Okay.
5: Gun. Hey! Oh, oh! oh! oh!
4: Raj, meet your new partner.
2: I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that clip uh, is fair.
3: Oh, I feel. Before we started this game, I felt like I'd seen some movies, but maybe I've never
2: seen one. (laughs) No, you've definitely seen this, but maybe it was a long time ago. Okay, that's a Uh, classic
4: Chicago blues lick. Like they really leaned into that. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Okay,
2: I'm going to walk you down a path here a little bit. Okay, Danny Glover.
3: Okay, is this a lethal weapon situation?
2: Oh yes. Okay. So this is, I think, this character's well-known line that he he says right after meeting Mel Gibson. The, the yes, pre problematic.
3: Okay, so he. This is a thing
2: he's going to say to Mel Gibson. Yes. Got oh,
3: it. Okay. Let's try
2: it. You got to get. Okay, this. let's, you let's hear get it again. You got to get this. Is a. Oh, you got to get this, okay. Jenny. Come okay. on.
6: <laughs> Go: oh! 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 Raj, meet your new partner.
3: Are you the guy from Braveheart? <laughs>
2: that is, cr- I mean, pretty much, pretty much. That is the subtext.
4: I'm actually a little disappointed you didn't know that, Jenny, because I do think as a hack improviser for most of my life, movie references is an easy way to get at least a recognition laugh, and <laughs> I'm getting too old for this was an easy go-to that I definitely, I must have done a hundred. times. Anytime you blank, you just say that. All right, Jordan,
1: here's another one for
4: you. I'm going to marry him. Do you hear me? Last night never happened, and I'm going to marry him, and you and I are going to take this to our coffins. I can't do that. Why not? I'm in love with you. Step out of it! Yeah, that's right. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: is from, that is from Moonstruck. Moonstruck, right? There yeah. we go, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. A Brooklyn-filmed movie. Yeah. 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 Do Uh, you want to hear share? Do you want
2: to hear share? Oh I got
4: get whatever I can hear, share. Give me some share.
2: Snap out of it. (laughs) There
4: you go. now I want a blues riff with everything. I'm a little disappointed.
2: (laughs) 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 All right, Jenny, this one's for you. Okay. Okay.
0: Hey. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure.
3: I'm the captain now. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: there we go. We got one. That's
2: right, Captain Phillips. Are you a fan? You a fan of that?
3: uh, I thought that was an incredible performance, and maybe the most fun movie quote to say over and over again to yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just under your breath as you're walking around. (laughs) Look Look at at me. (laughs) Look at me. Alright, this is the last clue, and Jordan, it's for you.
4: Very well. I'll bide my time. And as for you, my fine lady, it's true, I can't attend you here and now as I'd like.
0: But just try to stay out of my way. Just try.
4: Something, my pretty?
0: <laughs> ish?
4: Yes. Ish? Yes, ish? Pr- ish. Pretty, pretty. My pretty <laughs> wizard of Oz. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: You'll Ooh. find out
1: who the wizard is, and he's of Oz, something like that. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. She says, "I'll get you, my pretty." I'll get mm-hmm. you, my pretty. Yes. And
4: and
3: who else, Jordan? And who? Else? Who else
4: is she gonna get? I'll get you. you, my pretty. And does she? And your furry little friend is that it? No, is that a thing? I'll <laughs> say, life is just like That's parodies correct. of that. Very, I'm like, <laughs> I know it's very close, and your little dog too. And your little dog too. And your little dog yep. too. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's right. I like that's furry
4: little friend though. Yeah. Furry little <laughs> gets cuter.
2: Ah, uh, you guys did incredible, great game. Good Thank job, you. Thank aces. You. After the break, we're going to play another game with comedy writers Jenny Hagel and Jordan Klepper. And later, I'll pull out my pocket watch for a chat with actor Hung Chow from HBO's Watchmen. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
1: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and doing the dishes 14 times a day. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. We're here with comedians Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Jetty Hagel from Late Night with Seth Meyers. Are you two ready for another game? Yes! Let's do it! So the English language we are speaking it right now. Uh, there are many, there are many words that English speakers use every day that are actually loan words, which are things we adapted or outright stole from other languages. So we're going to give you the origins of a loan word. You tell us the word.
3: Oh, so wait, so okay, we're going to the root, and then we're going to tell. Okay, great.
2: Okay. All right, Jordan. From an Italian word meaning scratch, it's the spray painted artwork you see on the sides of buildings
4: graffiti yeah that's right
2: and graffiti is the plural of Mm. the italian word uh so i guess when you just do one spray paint that's graffito
4: (laughs) i like i like arguing that in court your honor it was a graffito (laughs) and not a graffiti (laughs) please take it in context
3: a minor it's a lesser sentence for graffito (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's that's the most annoying graffiti artist out there who is out there tagging buildings who's like, actually, do you know technically when we actually, begin we're graffiti I artist. am a
1: graffito artist. <laughs> All right, Jenny, here is one for you. Okay. From the French term for a heavy twill fabric made in the city of Nîmes, you are probably not wearing pants made of this material right now, and maybe you never will again.
3: So we're looking for a fabric.
1: A fabric that they make pants out of.
3: But I won't wear it again. Well, just well, because
1: it's pandemic times right. and we're all zooming, so we don't have to wear pants. That oh, wasn't that enough. was a that was a zoom joke.
3: I wondered <laughs> if that was like a hint that it's like asbestos
2: or something. That we, that, as- <laughs> I'm just, as- oh, i used to out of it. Those those Parisian asbestos pants.
1: I know they're really favorites. nice. Those oh. are the best ones. They're expensive, but they're worth it.
2: Is it denim?
1: Denim. Denim is correct. Yeah. Well done.
3: Yeah, I love it. I can't get the lethal weapon question, but somehow I got.
2: It.
1: You got the fabric. I know you the fabric from Neem.
2: Jordan. Yes. From a Haitian Creole word for a corpse reanimated by supernatural powers. In English, it means an undead creature. Zombie. Zombie. That Zombie. Is correct.
4: Zombie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought it w- I thought it was a a, a a word created by the cranberries. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the last clue, Jenny. This is for you. In Sanskrit, it's a word used to describe Hindu gods descending to Earth. In English, we've taken that divine concept and used it to refer to a James Cameron movie, Avatar. Avatar.
3: Yeah. Ooh. I'm that's sorry. It. Did I, I just know. find out I'm an etymologist?
1: I think we. I think that's what we've all discovered. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: Well, it only, only takes two answers for me to get real cocky. Just
2: two. <laughs> <laughs> you did start this game by being like, okay, so you're giving us the root. Okay, you're giving us the root. So <laughs> I was already like, oh, we're dealing with some expertise over here. All right. I'm the worst. Uh, okay. That was amazing. Oh, so, that was so fun. It was really fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It was incredible to talk to you and play some games.
3: Thank you guys for having us. It's such a treat to have um, this, like, construct as a reason for human contact. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's why we do
1: it.
2: Our next two contestants are a couple in quarantine. Nico Santos from NBC's Mm -hmm. Superstore and two-time Survivor contestant Zeke Smith. Nico, Zeke, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. How is your quarantine going?
8: I think it's going pretty pretty well, actually. Yeah. We've only had a couple of fights, which actually, to me... I
9: feel like they were just miscommunications that led to... Slightly spirited disagreements. Yes. <laughs>
2: so, Nico, you were in the middle of shooting Superstore when all of this happened, right? Yeah,
8: we were, um, we had only one episode left to film and then we had to shut down production. Yeah. We went up to Burbank and we cleaned out his trailer and we took the toilet paper with
9: us. <laughs> we <sure> did. <laughs> We did like walk around the superstore set, seeing if we could find toilet paper. And toilet paper, papers.
8: and mysteriously, <laughs> all the toilet paper on set disappeared. Really,
1: isn't that it interesting? Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, uh-huh. be- before any of us got to it, somebody else got to it. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, you could also say that you have you have some really great uh, set designers who are concerned about accuracy. <laughs> That's right. And they knew That's that a Superstore set is going to be out of toilet paper. So That's let's true. get rid of all the toilet. Yeah. That, is,
8: that is the one great thing about working on a show set in a Superstore is that <laughs> anything I wanted, um, I could just ask for. When I first moved into um, uh, my apartment, this was before I was dating Zeke, I needed a lot of new stuff for my apartment. And I just sort of went around the set and was like, that espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> do we have extras? <laughs> What about that Vitamix? Is there, Vitamix? Is, there is there another Vitamix in the back? <laughs> you Put went, shopping, trailer, went shopping on the set of your TV show.
2: That's I amazing. Mean, That's if you can't take
8: advantage of the perks of this job after hustling for 15 years in this business. That's you know. right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we have we have a couple great games. Are you guys ready for some games? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. So... You're going to be competing against each other in this first one. It's a music parody game that combines kitty cats and the internet. Okay. I know. Did you know that those were two separate things? Probably not. I didn't. I just found out. (laughs) You learn something you ever do.
1: So we all know the internet loves cats. So what we did is we took songs that are cat related and rewrote them to be about search terms that were among the most Googled in 2019. So you just tell me the 2019 thing I'm singing about and or the original song title and the artist who made it famous. And if you don't know the answer, I will also give you a point if you just say meow in a realistically cat-like fashion. (laughs) Uh, Okay. This one is for Zeke.
6: Rising up, post-World War II Came this huge generation Now they're older and they're richer than you. You dismiss them with a simple
2: okay.
1: Oh, I have a tiger. And it's boomer. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. Both correct.
2: Okay, first of all, we're all clear that the only people Googling boomer are boomers, right? Well, I
9: will put an asterisk to that because I'm a dedicated fan of the University of Oklahoma and our cheer is boomer sooner. Oh, yeah. And we will often just say like boomer to each other as a way to, you know, it's sort of a call and response to like boomer sooner. So yeah. there were boomers before the boomers that we malign today. And uh, my heart uh, is with them a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. There's a whole other
1: group of boomers that you're yes. extremely pro. It's,
9: it's like the number two definition, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's right. Right. Okay, Nico, this one is for you.
6: On a planet, a Star Wars planet, the child can be found. Want to buy one? We try to find one, but there are none around.
1: lion Sleeps Tonight. That is correct. Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> the search term is Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Baby Yoda is the other Baby side. Baby Yoda. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Okay.
6: Emmy win, Emmy win was historic. You were euphoric, deserved it all. Quoting James Baldwin in large hat and sparkly clothes, kinky boots, kinky boots. That was you. me too. Now you're the MC on Pose.
9: Billy Porter. Yes, correct. And I don't know the, I don't know the song. Do you know the song?
2: Yeah. <laughs> very close, very close. I like, we'll you, you, you the point. I we'll have to offer. give you the point.
1: Uh, but that was uh, What's New Pussycat? Uh, as, as made famous by Tom Jones. Billy is so nice to us
9: when we see him at LA events.
8: He's the best. He always oh, really? makes
9: time and is like, Hello, boys. You look great. Things are fabulous. Everything is awesome. All right, I'm done speaking with you now.
1: Please walk away. <laughs> He does. He (laughs) lets you know when the
9: interaction has ended.
1: That's fantastic. Clarity. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right. This is your last clue. Nico, it's for you.
6: Got the Commissioner's Trophy. DC making franchise history. Because we're the world champions. With fencing and baby shark.
8: I mean, it's Roar by Katy Perry.
1: That is correct.
8: Is this a sports thing?
1: It is a sports thing. Yes, it is a sports thing. I know. Okay, Zeke, just the the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is actually the Washington Nationals.
7: Ah! 2019
1: World Series baseball champs. Mm. Okay. Um,
8: well, I definitely wouldn't have gotten that clue. I'm surprised that Zeke got it. Well, I don't follow professional baseball
9: that closely these days. He's he is Br- following Korean baseball.
8: I am following Korean baseball because oh. it's the only
9: sports that we have. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Does Bryce Harper still play for the Washington Nationals?
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't follow sports no. either. I'm just well, reading a thing off a piece of paper.
8: <laughs> we don't know.
9: We just- <laughs> Google him, Bryce Harper. Very handsome guy. Was on the cover of Men's Health at like 19 because he was this like out of high school baseball phenom. Oh wow! Um, I had that copy of Men's Health for many years. <laughs> yes.
8: And the only thing I know about the Washington Nationals is that their logo looks like Walgreens.
2: <laughs> That's yes. right. See, I know sports.
8: Yeah, there you go.
2: Totally know sports. Okay. okay, you guys did great. You did fantastic. I would say win, win, and win. We're playing games with Nico Santos from Superstore and Zeke Smith from Survivor. Okay, Zeke, I have to ask you this. Is there anything from your Survivor contestant skills that is applicable to now? Oh, my goodness. Here's the
9: thing about Survivor is, like, you know it has a definite endpoint. So, right, you can get <laughs> voted out at any time, but you know at least, like, 39 days and I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, i I do have a backpack with a machete and fire starting material in case things really
8: like yeah. go down he the does. toilet. So <laughs> it's does. good
9: for backup skills, but I don't know that I,
8: I, any of my survivor skills I directly apply here. <laughs> it's listen, it's great having Zeke as a partner during this pandemic because he is prepared. <laughs> I, I got like, 14 gallons of water, a hand crank radio, a, a sunshine, a <laughs> solar-powered
9: phone charger. Like, we were like, we're I'm ready. Ready.
2: How am I going to fit this all in my Gucci backpack? <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to fit? I guess you'll need another Gucci backpack. That's the I, solution you know right there. I guess I do. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I do. Okay, so this next game is... You know, it's kind of tricky. So you are going to work together as a team, which I feel like you want to do anyways. Yes. (laughs) It's called Wisdom of the Crowd. So we've asked our social media followers to guess various quantities. Uh, For example, how many bumps are there on a basketball? Like things that nobody just knows. Right. Right. And then we calculated the median of their guesses because people always write and complain to us about using average instead of median. So I just want to explain that we're using the median, which is the middle value. And the average, of course, is the sum. And then you divide the number by the number of (laughs) items that you have in your data sets. Just so you know, people, we get it. So I'm going to ask you the same questions and we're going to find out who comes closer to the real answer, you or the crowd. Okay. So here's your first one. Every summer in Paris... The heat causes the iron in the Eiffel Tower to expand. How many inches does the Eiffel Tower grow every summer? I want to say seven inches.
8: Seven? Really? Yeah. That feels like a lot. But I guess Eiffel Tower is a huge... It's a lot of metal. Maybe we can go... Do you think
9: more like four inches is more
8: appropriate? Why don't we split the difference and say five? Five. Okay. Yeah. Five. We'll say five I inches. I
2: love the way you worked that out. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay. So your your guess is five. Our listeners yeah. guessed six inches, and the actual answer is six inches. So basically, ah! but, but you were uh, you were all just there. You were all in the right place. Uh, yeah. The Eiffel Tower is nine hundred eighty-four feet tall, but the height changes slightly due to thermal expansion, and then engineers account for that. In the Eiffel Tower and other structures with expansion joints. So they absorb seasonal expansion and contraction.
8: That's amazing. I never thought of that.
9: I know. We're bringing also back so many concepts from high school that I haven't revisited since then. <laughs> I know. She's like, you were like mean, median, and mode. And I was like, oh my God, I know what those things are.
1: You're breaking the sweat. like, yeah, when it's cold,
9: like, you know, atoms stick closer together. When it's hot, they'll are more energetic. <laughs> This is what I come to NPR for. Well,
1: that's right. <laughs> we are here for you. When they were building that, you know, the St. Louis Arch, that mm-hmm. famous arch. So when they were building that, they built two sides and then had to get them to meet in the middle. And on the day that they were going to get them to meet in the middle, one side had the sun shining right on it. And it had expanded by several inches and they weren't matching up. And so they had to get a bunch of fire trucks out there and spray the thing down with a hose so that it would shrink down enough so that they could join the two sides. Oh, my god! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's so cool. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's another one for you. According to NPR's Robert Kralwich, how many eggs does a female octopus lay? No,
9: he does uh, he does. Uh, radio Lab, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. The, I just listened to it in the car this morning. The, the most recent Radio Lab is about an octopus mother. <gasps> no um,
2: kidding. What? Yeah. Well, do so, so then you answer? know the
9: answer. So do you know the answer? I don't actually know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew why it was significant. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah. I want to say 25.
2: 25 eggs?
9: Yeah. 25 eggs? Is it more than that? I, that's, I, my, I would go higher as well.
2: Yeah.
8: What do you think? I almost want to say like 50. I'll
1: go with 50. 50, 50 50 eggs? 50 eggs. 50 eggs. Uh, you were close to what our listeners guessed. Our listeners guessed 100. The actual answer is 56,000. <laughs>
2: 56, 56,000? <laughs> One or two. One or two becomes an actual adult. Wow. They must feel very pressured to become a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is is octopus my mom? Is that? Is that
8: what's <laughs> I know, I know exactly. Yeah.
2: All right, this is the final one. According to the instruction manual for the original Tamagotchi virtual pet,
0: how Ooh. many days
2: is the high end of how long you can expect to keep your Tamagotchi alive?
9: I never played with Tamagotchi. Never played with Tamagotchi. This is all me. Um, I'm gonna say. 59 days
2: how long did you keep yours alive
9: uh i never had interest more than like four or five days (laughs) and then you know well like you would be like really into it and then it would be the weekend and you forget about it and then you come back and you know it would have drowned in its own feces um you know because that was a big part of it was like cleaning up its poop yeah (laughs) really wait for real? Yeah, it was like this little, like you know, baby on a computer. Like, yeah. like, we have an app game. I didn't know that was part of the thing. And you had to feed it, and you had to to clean up its poops, and yeah, those were the basic functions.
2: Right. And you couldn't stop it. Once you started it, you couldn't stop it.
1: Yeah,
8: this is why right. I only played with Barbies because you don't got to clean up Barbie's poop.
2: <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> or with the
8: Transformers. Transformers don't poop. Also, do
2: not
1: poop. That's
8: right.
2: Yeah, yeah. So our listeners guessed a hundred days. But the amount of days on the high end of how long you can expect to keep your Tamagotchi alive is 23 days. So, yeah, let's see. You got that one. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so the instructions say that you're the best caretaker if your Tamagotchi stays alive for 23 or more Tamagotchi years, and I guess one day is one Tamagotchi year.
9: And then what happened? Did, like, the Tamagotchi, like— Flight, go to college, you know, or is it just like, <laughs> no, it will die after
2: 23 days.
8: No, it moves back in with you. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you guys did amazing. That was uh, fantastic. You, you know a lot. So you know a great. lot of stuff.
9: Well, I think we got most answers wrong. So maybe we <laughs> don't know as much as we thought. <laughs>
2: Coming up, Jonathan and I will pitch some new film concepts to actor Hung Chow from HBO's Watchmen and the series Homecoming. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy: family, work, living a fuller life. TeleDoc Health understands whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight. TeleDoc Health can help. Visit TeleDocHealth.com/what'syourwhy for more information. That's T E L A D O C Health/slash What's Your Why.
7: Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares why accessibility is central to Betterment's mission. The real innovation for Betterment was taking a set of tools that were used by the ultra wealthy
5: and making them accessible to the average investor. And that includes tax strategies. That
7: includes dollar cost averaging. These are all sort of tricks of the trade. Learn more about automated investing technology at betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, and here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She recently appeared in the HBO series Watchmen, and you can catch her in the Amazon series Homecoming. It's Hong Chow. Hello. Hi. How are you? How are you holding up? I'm good. I've eaten uh, 40 pizzas in 30 days. Yeah, so.
1: That sounds yeah. right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's funny you say that, because yeah, I, I normally kind of... I don't eat a lot of pasta, and I don't eat a lot of pizza. And yesterday, I had pasta for lunch and pizza for dinner. And I was like, this is the amount I've eaten for like in a year in one day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, I think it'll come back to haunt us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I'm not
10: really worried about that right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. It's like the least of anybody's worried how you feel better. It's
10: whenever the, the industry, whenever Hollywood does start back up, um, like prior to this, I would always, uh, have that moment uh of realization of of panic whenever I, I actually get a job is is when the costume department calls and asks for my sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just filled with
2: so much regret. (laughs) (laughs) Is there ever like a little bit of lag time that you can be like, I'll tell you what I will be? Like, do you ever? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. These are my measurements in like two weeks from now when we start actually filming. My husband is obsessed with comic books, always has been, and graphic novels. And he's obsessed with the Watchmen series, uh, and of course, you are in that series as Lady True. Were you familiar, or are you a fan of the the book, the graphic no,
10: novel? No, I am not uh, well versed in in comic books or or graphic novels. And yeah. when I got the call from my manager that Damon Lindelof wanted to meet with me for the show, and then he started to explain that it was. Uh, called Watchmen, and it was based on a, a, a comic book. I think I audibly groaned. I said, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> of all things, why that? But, I mean, really that was just my, um, I guess, my my, my own prejudice because I haven't seen anything that has been a- adapted from a comic book that really has held my interest or, or – um, you know, seemed like it was something other than a live-action cartoon. And, right. you know, Watchmen, the, the series from Damon Lindelof, was not that. It became... A- almost immediately apparent, uh, four pages into the first script. Uh, so I, I, I definitely took
2: that meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So right. In your mind, you thought, oh, I'm going to have to be wearing like a purple spandex suit. And
10: I just not, it's not even the costumes because I, you know, I grew up in New Orleans and I love a good, loud sequin and feather (laughs) ensemble (laughs) 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 on a, on a, a Tuesday afternoon. But, I guess I just am always wanting to play a human being, uh, an actual person, as opposed
2: to uh, yeah. sort of a, a loud cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah. And your character, Lady True, is described as a rich futurist. And mm. I, I read that you actually did some research for, with uh, research tech billionaires as to help inform your character.
10: Yeah, we have so many oddly to <laughs> <laughs>
5: choose
2: <juice> yeah. from. <laughs> yeah,
10: uh, and but the interesting thing is that they they're all men, and so the the fun thing for me to imagine was what would it be like uh, if she were female? Would anything change there, or is there um, something universal about somebody who is? maniacal in their, uh, in their (laughs) drive. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, there is something universal about that type of person and, and there's something genderless about it.
2: So, you know, let's talk about Homecoming. You play Audrey Temple, who, when we meet her in season one, she's, I would say like an unassuming assistant at this company, but slowly with some self-interest mixed in there. Uh, rises, uh, becomes more and more powerful by the end of the season. Now, for people who right now are catching up on a lot of television that they weren't perhaps able to earlier in their year. Uh, you know, just, just tell us what a little bit about what Homecoming is about. Well,
10: Homecoming, the TV show, is based off of a what they call a podcast, but I think it's more Up. of a radio play. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's about um, how we put our faith in corporations without really being able to have any sort of checks and balances system. So that's the first season. Yeah. <laughs> and... My character is introduced at at the end, towards the end of that first season. But I knew going into it before I even signed on for that first season that my character Audrey Temple would return in the second season. And I'm oh, you did away. know? They just told me in general. They were like, "Just trust us. Just trust us. In general, <laughs> your character is going to come back and like take over the company." And I was like. Oh, okay, okay, I <laughs>
1: yeah. um, yeah. what's, what's my motivation? Wow. We don't know.
10: That seems very strange, because she's just a receptionist, but okay, I'll go with it. Right, right.
2: <laughs> so speaking of having to go with it, we have a game for you. Would you like to play a little uh, Ask Me Another game? Yes. Okay, great. It's <laughs> exciting. So you were in the movie Inherit Vice, which was adapted from a Thomas Pynchon novel, and the HBO show Watchmen was based on characters from that graphic novel.
10: Oh, and also the film uh, American Woman was based on the novel American Woman, which was shortlisted for the Pulitzer when it was uh, published. See, you've just added another yeah.
2: justification yes.
10: for what By Susan <laughs> Choi. Oh, can I plug Susan Choi? Yeah, she uh, has a, a book that just uh, came out called Trust Exercise. It just won the National Book Award. Oh, wow. Hey, NPR
2: people, <laughs> you need
10: to check it out.
2: <laughs> so unlike all the fine written material that you are used to being able to access uh, as adapted into a script, there's a lot of written material out there that no one has bothered to adapt into a big budget Hollywood film until today. Jonathan and I are going to, we're going to bring you trailers for film adaptations from the most boring writing materials out there. Ooh. Your goal is just to guess what our fake film trailers are based on. Like think okay. the phone book, a utility bill, etc. Here is your first one. Legend tells of a box. In the box, what looks like a tiny piece of paper The paper unfolds to many times its size, but can never be refolded. It tells of a magical pill. A pill with a 99% success rate, if administered orally, daily, and stored at room temperature. One ring of pills to rule them all. Mmm...
10: Is this um, instructions for birth control?
2: Yes, that's right. Birth okay. control <laughs>
5: pill instructions.
10: Well done. Well done. You're s- you're supposed I don't to know sell. why, but I felt like very scandalous.
2: <laughs>
1: like, no, We're not supposed to talk about birth control.
2: <laughs> no. Well, that's why we said ha, it What too. year is it? It's 2020. <laughs> Women can talk
10: about birth control pills openly.
2: I know. I know. All right. Here's
1: the next one. The rules are simple. The blade is sharp. Handle with care. Always put the lid on the jar before operation. Do not use outdoors. Follow the rules and get a smoothie. Break the rules and risk personal injury or damage to the appliance.
2: It's chilling. Um. Yeah. I. I'm very scared right now. Um. <laughs> I know every it, good horror movie soundtrack uh, should have a wind chime. I think I heard him say smoothie. So yeah. I'm going
5: to say, yeah.
10: um, "Is this uh, the instruction pamphlet for a blender?"
2: That's
1: exactly right. You <laughs> yeah. got it.
2: Or a Vitamix. <laughs>
1: or a Vitamix. We would have accepted Vitamix. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why that can't is correct. you use it outdoors?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they just don't. It's not rated. It's an electrical appliance. They don't want yeah. you out there when it's raining. It's dangerous.
2: Right? Like a twig might fly in it? That would ruin I, everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a couple more for you. Here's your next one. It was an unlikely romance. Three cups of oats, one cup of raisins. But with the help of their friend, one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, they come together to make something great. Starring John Boyega as a half cup of granulated sugar, Rita Ora as one teaspoon ground cinnamon, Michelle Yeoh as one teaspoon vanilla, and Tilda Swinton as two eggs, based on the writings of the Quaker Oats Company.
10: Oh, gosh, I I lost track of what was going on. I was trying to imagine (laughs) all of these humans as... as (laughs) as the little ingredients and it was just like a little Fruit of the Loom
2: commercial with with these people in there.
1: Yeah, Tilda Swinton as two eggs is an image that I cannot get out of my head. Just
2: so you know, she okayed that. (laughs) This is something to do
10: with oatmeal. Is it like instructions for oatmeal raisin cookies? It's exactly that.
2: It is exactly an oatmeal raisin cookie recipe. Yes. Yes, the cookie, the most disappointing cookie, I would say, to accidentally eat.
6: (laughs) Oh, Ophira, no, no, no. no, no. I like like an oatmeal
2: raisin.
10: No, they're my favorite kind of cookies, is oatmeal raisin.
2: I feel like I'm happy if I know ahead of time. How can you expect a different kind of cookie? Aren't they, aren't they very obviously oatmeal raisin cookies? I feel like sometimes they put them on a plate with chocolate chip cookies and kind of mix them around. <laughs> but Ophira, they look completely different from each other. <laughs> I, I think when I'm putting cookies in my mouth, I do not use my eyes.
1: <laughs> You're going pretty fast. You're moving pretty quickly.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, this, is, this is the last one. In 1990, the internet was chaos. Without a standard markup language, the power of the World Wide Web ended up in the wrong hands. Every time the good people of Earth tried to create a website, the 404 demon broke their links and severed their connections. And then he came along. To command. To streamline. To close tags with forward slashes. To make websites that were SFW. To create order in an internet many said was beyond saving. To speck the unexpected. Who is he? He is the hidden code.
10: Um, oh, gosh. This is a hard um, one this is is it html code or or?
1: yeah Yeah. that's exactly what it is because
10: i was trying to think wait has there been like another programming language that has come along that i don't know about
1: (laughs) Uh, you're giving us way too much credit html is exactly right
2: that is correct amazing That, I Woohoo! mean, yeah, that was that was perfectly yeah. written for you, I believe. You got them all. <laughs> played into all of your strengths. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You can see Hong Chao in the new season of the Amazon series Homecoming. Season two is out right now. Thank you so much for joining us, Hong. Thank you. That was such a fun distraction. I am so glad you called this week.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too.
2: Why don't we wrap up by checking the Ask Me Another hotline.
1: Oh boy, the hotline, my favorite.
2: That's right. Last week, we asked parents who are remote learning with their kids to tell us something they learned unexpectedly.
7: This is Katie Chappelle from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I am so embarrassed that I learned this, or that I didn't know it before. But I learned that you can have the same uh, area in two different rectangles, And a different perimeter. Nope. Nope. It's the same perimeter. (laughs) The same perimeter and completely different areas if you change the shape of the rectangle. Um, I had to pretend that I completely knew this to my third grader.
1: I'm going to investigate this. Have we fact-checked
7: this, by the way? (laughs) Do we know that this is right? Clearly,
2: we both need to hit some third-grade... Textbooks and, <laughs> and remote learning things.
1: Well, you haven't you haven't come across the thing yet where where your child is doing something that you don't know how to do in school.
2: Well, there was there was they were doing the body. They were I mean they're he's four. They were doing the body, uh, but then he woke me up one morning. And went, mom, 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 the heart is a muscle.
4: Oh boy,
1: yeah, he's right. Yeah. Did you immediately uh, burst into tears?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, I actually was like I I was like. Is it a muscle? I mean, I really had that moment. I was like, "Is it a muscle? <laughs> is it the
1: same and area like, in a different <laughs> perimeter, the same perimeter in different area?" you have area? two
2: different hearts, and one has shrunken, <laughs> and one is larger, my heart, my heart grew that day. Was it the same area as my last heart?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
2: don't
1: know. <laughs> that was that was great. Do we have? Uh, do we have others? Do we have another one? We can yeah, we have
2: time to? for one more.
1: Michael DiMarcantonio,
9: San Antonio, Texas. I learned while teaching my daughter that the Antarctic Ocean
8: is now called the Southern Ocean. This was only after I argued with her for a few minutes. It was great. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, the renaming of stuff, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard of an ocean being renamed until now, so I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But I know from my little child that they have also renamed all the dinosaurs. I'd also, I don't know how, I don't know the quantity of dinosaur fossils still out there. I have no idea. But no. I do know that I went to a, someone to help me ship a painting. Mm-hmm. And this person specialized in just shipping um, things. They're like things art, that were, art,
1: art packers.
2: And I was like, well, what, what are some of the odder things that you are shipping? They're like, you know what's big right now? Dinosaur eggs. Uh, what, what?
1: I wonder why.
2: Uh, I I don't know. Well, he, that's, you think it's a yeah.
1: pandemic pandemic related thing? People are like, uh, oh man, I'm finally now that I have all this time, I'm fine. <laughs> I can finally
2: ship all these dinosaur eggs. I'll, I'm just put them in a jar next to my sourdough starter. Right. I'm feed them both. <laughs> right. Every day.
1: Hatch dinosaur eggs. Cross that off the list. <laughs> Hello, little guy.
2: Welcome. You're gonna grow up in the Southern Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is. <laughs> Sourdosaurus. Someone would. (laughs) Sourdosaurus. That's our show. We'd love to keep hearing from you all. So this week we want to know about your most spectacular quarantine kitchen failures. For example, after a week of feeding my sourdough starter, I just ate it. I'm so happy I fed it bacon. Call the Ask Me Another hotline at 848 999 4932. That's eight it x x x i web, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ask me another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
1: Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon.
2: Our puzzles are written by Carol Lee and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts, Kara Weinberger, and Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seychow, James Barber, Rumel Wood, and our intern, Nick Garrison. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias.
1: Ophira Eisenberg.
2: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. I'm on Ask Me Another from Hulu's Rami will have Golden Globe winning actor and comedian Rami Youssef he'll tell us what we can expect in season 2 of the series plus friend testants and comedians Roy Wood Jr. and Jibby O Yang drop in to chat about their new show Netflix's Space Force so join me on NPR's Ask Me Another the answer to life's funnier questions
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.
7: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR.
2: What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.